Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 10th of December, the 344th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are only 21 more days in 2022. Today is International Human Rights Day. On this day in 1948, the United Nations General Assembly adopted the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. One of the first major achievements of the new United Nations, which was formed in 1945, right after World War II. The American poet Emily Dickinson was born on this day in 1830. She's a well-loved poet by Americans. None of us escape school without having recited at least one of her poems. This is one of my favorites. Some Keep the Sabbath Going to Church, which she wrote in 1861. Some keep the Sabbath going to church. I keep it staying at home with a bobolink for a chorister and an orchard for a dome. Some keep the Sabbath in surplice. I just wear my wings. And instead of tolling the bell for church, our little sexton sings. God preaches, a noted clergyman, and the sermon is never long. So instead of getting to heaven at last, I'm going all along. On this day in 1901, the first Nobel Prize ceremony was held in Stockholm, and in 1902, the reservoir of the largest masonry dam in the world, the Aswan Dam in Egypt, was opened. It worked as designed, but still did not provide enough capacity for irrigation demand and was later heightened. On this day in 1932, Thailand became a constitutional monarchy, and it was on this day in 1936, the King of the United Kingdom and the Dominions of the British Empire and the Emperor of India, to get all his titles right, Edward VIII abdicated. His younger brother Albert, the father of Elizabeth, ascended the throne as George VI, Upon his death, the Elizabeth we all know became queen. I am Erwan Rome, and I'm happy to be with you every week. Still to come, the listener's corner and music from Erwan, but first... The Quiz. November, I asked you a question about Brazil's old new president, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva. Why old? 
because Lula, as he's called, served as Brazil's president between 2003 and 2010. New, because he was called back to office on the 30th of October of this year, defeating by a razor-thin margin the far-right incumbent Jair Bolsonaro. President-elect Lula will be inaugurated on the 1st of January, 2023. You were to refer to our article, Lula Takes Back the Top Job in Brazil, Defeating Bolsonaro, and answer this question. What is President-elect Lula acknowledged to have achieved during his previous two terms as president? The answer is, and I quote our article, Political veteran Lula served two terms as president in 2003 to 2010 and was credited with lifting 30 million Brazilians out of poverty during his tenure. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question suggested by Mohamed Nasir from Katsina State, Nigeria. Which country would you like to visit in the coming year and why? You'll hear the answers later on the Listener's Corner, so don't touch that dial. The winners of this week's quiz are... Razia Khalid, who's a member of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chinio, Pakistan. Razia is also this week's bonus question winner. She wrote, I want to go to France to visit Paris and see my Susan Owensby and the entire team of Radio France International and explore the beauty of France. And beauty there is, Razia. There's a reason France is the most visited country in the world. Get on over here. We'll give you a splendid welcome. Congratulations, Razia. The other lucky winners this week are RFI Listeners Club members Arna Tim from Harjuma, Estonia, and Ranjit Darnal from Gandiki, Nepal, as well as RFI English listener Arundhati Mukherjee from West Bengal, India. Rounding out the list is listener Shohel Rana Radoy, who's the president of the Friends DXing Club in Dhaka, Bangladesh. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. RFI English journalist Olya Horton has been to the cinema again, this time to see The Blue Caftan, which recently won the jury prize at the Marrakesh International Film Festival. The Blue Captain, directed by Moroccan Mariam Tuzani, premiered at the Cannes Film Festival earlier this year and shared the Marrakesh International Film Festival's jury prize with Alma Viva, which was directed by French-Portuguese filmmaker Christelle Alves-Mera. Of course, you already know all that because you've read Olia's article, Unconventional Moroccan Love Story, wins prize at Marrakesh Film Festival, right? Reread it, please, and answer this question. What is the name of the cinematographer? And which other film of Tuzani's did she work on? Again, reread Olya Horton's article, 
unconventional Moroccan love story wins prize at Marrakesh Film Festival and answer these two questions. What is the name of the cinematographer for The Blue Caftan? And which other film of Tuzani's did this same cinematographer work on? You'll find a link to the article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. Answer this week's bonus question, too, and if you win, you'll get an extra prize. This week's bonus question was suggested by Salim Akhtar Chadhar, the president of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chinio, Pakistan. Salim wants to know, all of us want to know, which city or country that you have visited is your favorite and why? Was it the food you adored, the weather, the overall atmosphere, the people? A new and strange custom? Again, which city or country that you have visited is your favorite and why? Do you have an idea for a bonus question? Well, send it right in. You have until the 16th of January, 2023, to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 21st of January to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a ms, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service.fr at rfi.fr You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone Dial plus 336-3112-9682 That's plus 336-3112-9682 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one your RFI Club membership number Kitchen on Radio France International. Time for the Listener's Corner. Today you'll hear the answers to the bonus question suggested by Muhammad Nasir from Katsina State, Nigeria. Which country would you like to visit in the coming year? And why? Bah oui, bien sûr, la France. Father Stephen Wara wants to come back just once again, as he wrote, especially to go to La Maison de la Radio, as I did in the good old days with David Page, as well as to enjoy the wonder of the metro system and its rides. Listeners, as you have surely figured out, Father Steve used to live here. One day I came into the newsroom and David Page introduced the two of us. That was a long time ago. Father Steve, we are no longer at Maison de la Radio. Can you believe it? 
We're now across the river with France 24 and Radio Monte Carlo Douala, the other two media outlets that are our partners and part of what is now called France Media Monde. We all fought like the devil to keep from moving, but lost, of course. And now we're used to it. It's fine. But I still really miss the old maison. Father Steve is not the only person dreaming of beautiful friends. So is Karuna Kantapal, who hopes to visit in the coming year. He wrote that he was captivated by Paris in the late 60s due to a film. The 1967 Hindi hit An Evening in Paris. Young Karuna watched it twice as a child and has never forgotten it. That'd be a fun trip, Karuna, tracing down the steps of the film's heroine, Deepa. Other European travels in sight, Orna Tim wrote, I am planning a trip to Austria next year. I was there six years ago and I really enjoyed the natural beauty, especially the mountains with beautiful villages and lakes and the nice people. Shadman Hossein Ayon is dreaming of Germany. As he wrote, I love German football. And Germany is a very nice country with a strong cultural landscape. Malik Mohamed Nawaz Kokar wants to visit the Netherlands for the Tulip Festival. I do too. But Yeme Sande John Turar says his country, Sierra Leone, is fine by him. He wrote, My travel destination passion is a dream come true because it's the interior of my country, what we call the village. That's the best place for me because of the pure natural water, the fresh fruit, and so much more. Hans Werner Lolika had this to say, That is a very difficult question because at 74, you feel your time is somehow running out and there are so many interesting places to visit. So, one, see again. I would like once more to visit the Faroe Islands, an independent part of the Kingdom of Denmark. I have friends there and the nature is overwhelming. Two, show my wife. I visited Albania once, but alone. It's such a different country in Europe. And three, something new. Any place with history and nature and friendly people, it could be the Portuguese island Madeira in blossom. Radhakrishna Pillai is dreaming of South Korea because, as he wrote, Korea protects and preserves its rich heritage for posterity. Famous monuments and heritage sites are scattered all across Korea. Korea is a unique and fascinating destination to me. I really want to explore it. And Rabaiul Islam Sohag is dreaming of Canada. It's his dream country, he wrote. He's heard a lot about it and is hoping to visit his uncle and aunt in Toronto in the coming year. Salim Akhtar Chadhar wants to go to Makkah to perform Hajj. It's my dream, he wrote. He would also like to visit Medina, Taif, Jeddah, and Riaz. Interestingly, two listeners with whom I have a lively correspondence both chose the same place. Both Mahesh Jain and Jayanta Chakrabarti chose Bhutan. Mahesh wrote, 
This lovely nation is situated in the Himalayas and has a history of peaceful and friendly relationships with all its neighbors. I want to explore the people and their daily life. It's said to be the happiest nation in the world. I want to adopt some of the qualities of the people there to lead a better life. Jayanta wrote, My country of preference is Bhutan, the tiny kingdom nestled in the lap of the mighty Himalayas. I'd like to savor the stunning natural beauty as well as meet the most friendly and affectionate people in the world. I'd like to enjoy the country's colorful and vibrant festivals. Moreover, I would like to seek the secret behind Bhutanese people preferring happiness over material wealth. A unique country where gross national happiness is more important than gross national product. And we'll close with Muhammad Nasir, who suggested today's question. Muhammad wrote, Because of my love for geography, my dream country to visit in the next 12 months is Brazil, to see the Amazon rainforest, both for the vegetation as well as to meet with the indigenous people living a natural life there. May your traveling dreams come true, everyone. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating. Remember that the bonus question for today, suggested by Salim Akhtar Chadhar, is which city or country that you have visited is your favorite and why? Do you have a bonus question idea? Send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. A reminder, we're already thinking ahead to World Radio Day in February. It's not too early to start thinking about your World Radio Day greeting, which will air on a special Sound Kitchen celebration show. When you've come up with what you'd like to say, get under a blanket and record your message on your phone. Then send it to us via email as an attachment to the Sound Kitchen at rfi.fr. Ooh, that sounds delicious. It's the Sound Kitchen. Kitchen. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to our sound engineer, Erwan Rome, for his input and his expertise in putting the show together. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about the new leaders at COP27. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. Today, Erwan has chosen Paraguayan music for the harp. How about that? The harp is Paraguay's national instrument. What makes a Paraguayan harp different? Well, the head of the instrument is made mostly from native Palo Santo wood.
The strings are strung up through the center of the head, and it's played with the fingernails. The Paraguayan harp is played elsewhere in South America, particularly in Venezuela. The piece Erwan has chosen for us is a Venezuelan classic called Pajaro Campana, or Bellbird, and was written by Cardosa Felix Perez. It's played here by the internationally acclaimed soloist Alfredo Rolando Ortiz, who also composes. Ortiz was born in Cuba, grew up in Venezuela, and went to medical school in Colombia, which he financed with his earnings as a harpist. He did practice as a doctor, but eventually he gave up medicine to focus on his first love, the harp. He's still going strong. In fact, in 2008, Ortiz won a place in the Guinness Book of World Records. Commissioned to write a piece for the 2008 World Harp Congress in the Netherlands, his piece was performed by, are you ready? 232 harpists. It must have sounded the way many of us imagine that heaven sounds. At any rate, that piece broke the Guinness record for largest harp ensemble. The piece Erwan has chosen for us, though, will allow you to hear Dr. Ortiz alone, which is what we want. It's from a 1968 recording featuring Ortiz and his ensemble. And here it is, Pajaro Campana, performed on the Paraguayan harp by Alfredo Rolando Ortiz. Enjoy, and thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week.